go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors, I'm Seth. And I'm the ghost of Bing Crosby, hanging out and just singing Christmas tunes and enjoying life the way that God intended. In case you missed our last episode, the little bit of a song you just heard there was actually our original Christmas hit, Christmas Bell. Yeah, fine tune for all the kids and girls to listen to while uh, they open presents for Mom and Dad this year. It's rivaled only by your song with David Bowie. Yes, a fine example of uh, me and some hippie freak that I was too stoned to know. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. If Kwanzaa's happened, happy Kwanzaa. I honestly should know these things, but I just don't. Should. But anyway, hope everybody's having a good holiday season. And if you're in a cold part of the country, I hope you're staying warmish. And if you're in Southern California, what the fuck is happening? It's supposed to be warm here. Yeah, it's cold (sighs) and rainy. Feels like Seattle. Did you have a good Christmas, Brian? Sure. <laughs> it, w- it was just me. Yep. A great one. All right. I discovered the true meaning of Christmas. Did you? Cough drops. Ah. Yep. I got a cold. Uh, I'm chewing one right now. Is that, is that what I hear crunching in my ear right Yep. Now? Chewing on a cough drop. That's what I like to bring to the... That and my flawless Bing Crosby impersonation <laughs> what I bring to the show. Well, you're you're always contributing to the program. I do. And so that's always I good. do. I bring it. Speaking of uh, the holidays and whatnot, I thought it'd be kind of cool to walk down memory lane. Do you have any funny or embarrassing Christmas stories from when you were growing up? I mean, do they have to be, like, not X-rated? Um, no. I. You know what? I, I, I'm getting a thumbs up from the booth, so no, we can prove what I've had a particularly good run of, of, of sex under Christmas trees. Fantastic. Now, this is from your youth. Well, no, not then. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking like, you know, five years ago or so. Nice. So since so for the last five years, it's been... Yeah, pretty pretty steady diet of... Delivering the package Chris, under Christmas the tree? tree package time, yeah. It's been it's been good. Now, do you, is are they are they artificial trees or are they real trees? Because those needles are sharp. I always go for real trees. Real trees. You uh, like the uh, you like the pokey? Yeah, it's a little bit. It spices things up. The pine scent as well. It's nice. So is it safe to say that that might actually officially have now become a Christmas tradition for you? Of yeah. Under oh, the Christmas God, tree? yes. Yeah, of course. Really? Yeah. And now you way. wait for all the family to be gathered together before you start, right? No. No, I don't do that. As a private That'd just be weird. Okay. Yeah. Has there always been another person involved? No. Okay. Okay. No. Sometimes it's just me and Santa. And the elf on the shelf. Me. Oh God! Is that it? Like, when did that start? Like that elf on a shelf thing creeps me out. I don't know when it started, and I who decided I like being watched by a creepy Christmas toy that moves. You know when what's you're funny? Not looking. I had the same thought, but I have witnessed the creativity of people online, like via Facebook and stuff. People have been posting their setups, and 
It's actually it's actually kind of a clever idea. What is it? I all I know is that there's this creepy looking elf and he moves around. I didn't even know that. When I first saw it, I, I was first time I saw it, I thought my friend online was just really stupid. I was like, what? Is this <laughs> this person is crazy and they're probably gonna murder their family? And then I found out, oh, it's a thing called elf on a shelf, and more than just my friend online does it. Oh, okay, that's it's good to know that they're not crazy. See, I, I first saw it actually in a store, just so a box, Elf on a Shelf, and I was like, oh, it's just some kind of new trendy decoration is what they're going for. Right. I didn't realize there was a thing to it, and actually, it's kind of clever. What it is, is the elf comes to visit every year at December time, and he's Santa's scout. So he is constantly watching the children to make sure that they're being good. But the thing is, it depending on the household that, that elf is visiting... The elf himself seems to be a little naughty, and he just in the in the nighttime when everybody is asleep and he doesn't have. You are describing a horror film right now. I know. Now. You need to know that <laughs> you're describing a horror film. But in the nighttime, while everybody is sleeping, so there's no one to watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it gets better, right? Yeah. Since he doesn't, he have goes to the kitchen and gets out the cutlery and <laughs> makes dad sad. <laughs> Is that where this is going? Pretty much, except for not as dark as you want to go. But yeah, okay. basically the elf, the elf, you know, think Toy Story basically is what's going on overnight okay. while everybody's asleep. And then when the kids wake up in the morning, the elf has to stop what he's doing immediately. He doesn't have time to usually like hide the evidence of whatever he was doing or hide the body. So <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So the kids, you know, the kids come down and they and the the elf is always in a new location. He's always he's always been up to something quirky. And honestly, it's it's fun for the kids and it's and it's really fun for the for the parents in the household to to see I'm the creativity that the elf gets up to. I suppose, but I'm telling you right now, I'm just going to like fake my own death sometime with my kids. Just like I will just be like like the elf will be in the kitchen with a knife next to him. <laughs> I'll be laying there with a pool of blood out under my neck and the kids wake up in the morning. Oh my god, he murdered dad. <laughs> On BuzzFeed there's a list of I want to say the top 20 severely screwed up setups with uh, with the elf. Yeah. And <laughs> like I used saw condoms it. near him. Oh, it's it's bad. He's like in Barbie's hot tub with a bunch of naked Barbies. People have given him drug paraphernalia and all sorts of stuff. I would think that one would come around, yeah. I saw a great picture. Barbie's is clever, though. That's funny. I like that. Right? Even though it does sort of, <laughs> like, hey, this guy sodomized your toys, kids. <laughs> Good luck with this. Good luck with sleeping. I saw one the other day. I actually had to send to my brother because my brother, my brother and his and his uh, wife and kids, they actually they have an elf that they visits the elf them. The shelf thing, okay. Probably and, somewhat uh, less horrifying than my imagination goes, but that's good. Not by much. Oh, okay. You've Never met mind. my brother. That's true. You know, um, <laughs> don't steal my body idea. That's mine. I saw a picture that I, s I had to send to him that I thought would be a fantastic idea for him to do was, it was a, it was a GI Joe, standing there, and I think they even. In the picture, I think they put like a talk bubble that said, where's Santa? And they had the elf laid out on a little little plank of something, like a little plank of wood or something underneath the kitchen faucet, and he had a paper towel over his face. <laughs> he wow. was waterboarding the elf on the shelf. Waterboarding the elf. Well, with the elf on the shelf, that's my question about the elf. Do you have to buy like a sanctioned elf on a shelf or just an elf? It's always the same one, so I think there is like a. a it's set. always the same, you know, because like I think it comes with a Christmas story. I think it comes with a storybook. Right, right, but he, does he wear like the red outfit? Yeah. And he's got the face on that thing is nightmarish. Yes, it would go very well with your setup. Right, that's why I <laughs> thought it was some weird, twisted thing. As I thought, I looked at this elf. This expression on this elf's face says, 
I've just jizzed in one of your socks and you won't find out which one until like <laughs> like there's naughty and then there's like whoa this elf is terrifying to share one of the ones from this year that I've heard about from back home the elf didn't make an appearance this year until a few days into December mm. my brother and his family recently moved into a new house mm. so he finally appeared somewhere like the 3rd or 4th of December and apparently he had a note for the children explaining that he showed up at their old house and it was uh, really dark and there was nobody there and he was really scared for a few days and then he figured out where they went and he showed up at the new house which doesn't really help your terrifying theory was, <laughs> any better yeah i was going to say i mean that's that's adorable but also terrifying right um, so yeah well uh yeah no i never had elf i did uh, you know what i did i did uh the advent calendars i loved advent calendars when i was a kid yep, i had like the, we, we always had like, chocolate three. uh mine didn't have chocolate weirdly enough like what, I, what did yours have? I had like just pictures and stuff, and it was the same pictures every year. But we'd always open Be them. Excited awesome. to open it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, to me, like, a my mom had some really good ones from Germany that she'd brought back. Mm. So we're talking about like, there's this I, the one I remember the most is um, it was like a 3D one. Like you set it up, then you'd like open it up, and it was like a town, and it had like a, a little wall out in front of it, mm. and uh, you'd, like you could open the little city gates, and then on the other side of the wall, there's this. Uh, they're like all these windows and you'd open the window and it'd be like baby Jesus or doing something or you know, like a lot of stuff. No, no nothing elf on the shelf. like. <laughs> Just like baby Jesus and Mary in the manger. Oh, they're they're in the in a stable or something. And they're like, you know, like all kinds of things. So, you know, as is uh, it was cute. So, but yeah, I did advent calendars a lot with like windows and stuff. I, I always had the advent calendar that had the the little chocolate pieces in them that were different. They were cut into different. Christmassy shapes. I have seen those. Yeah, I've had, I had one of those actually. Weird enough, when I was an adult. <laughs> there, if I if I could find one, right, they're amazing. Or, or you know, or if anybody wants to send one our way to the studio, I want, I want I, with some I'll, cough drops in it. Right. Actually, I speaking of adult ones, I saw one uh, again online that was just fantastic. It was a twenty-four bottle wine rack, and every bottle of wine wow. had a big tag with a with a number one through twenty-four on it, and then it's just the caption said, "I can't wait to start my advent calendar this year." Wow. <laughs> That's the way to go. That would really be quite uh, quite something to finish all 24 bottles in uh, 24 days. That, that almost sounds like a college drinking challenge. Right. But, uh, impressive nonetheless. No, that's a great idea. Maybe I'll try that. <laughs> I can't see any way that that would mm. end badly for you. Yeah. Bottle of beer one would be kind of cool. Like some cool there crap. There That would be kind of nice. Anyway, yeah, advent calendars. I did advent calendars. And uh, what else did I do? Um, my parents were really into... Um, educating me about like christmas around the world so we'd celebrate like days of christmas so i was like we'd uh the 6th of december is saint nicholas day in england and so they like you put your shoe out or whatever and he puts you know saint nicholas comes at night and puts candy in a present in your shoe or whatever that's cool so we did that and they had like santa lucia day which is like sweden's version of it and so we'd have like a it wasn't like a huge feast but my mom would make like potato latkes or something and we'd have that and like uh, first night of hanukkah or something so just like a variety of things that's so. cool. So you were actually cultured and and kind of widespread. Well, she just wanted us to know, like, this, this, like, we have Christmas here. Obviously, we did Christmas normal, you know, American Christmas with mm. with white Santa and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but then we also had, you know, all these other like, oh, there's other times and other days throughout the year that people celebrate Christmas. And so I think like we got a coloring book when we were younger from like Christmas around the world, and she just based it off that. And it was like, oh well, you. We just kept asking her so many annoying questions, probably as kids. She was like, fine, you get Christmas from all over the world. And it was like, yay. Cool. So, yeah, we did that. That was That's a memory of Oreo, though. That's cool. I did not know that, actually. I, I'm learning something. There you go. You. Yeah. Sorry about me. 
We pretty much, our traditions, uh, we always do the, the Christmas Eve candlelight service at church. Mm, that's a good one. I like that one. I remember I was a little, well, to quote my mom, I was quite the little shit when I was growing up. And, and combining that with a lit candle in a church environment, mm. I, 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 know, I, I know I got in trouble a few years we also the big thing for us. For you didn't light the manger on fire or anything, right? I mean, that sounds that's that's pretty blasphemous, right there. You know, I my lawyer tells me that I really can't. Fair enough. Talk about it right now, wow. but so the other thing that we had was we would go to on Christmas Day we would go to one of my uncle's houses. One of my uncle's house. Your uncle's house. Yeah, I've got several uncles. We went to one of the house of one of them. Fair enough. That's hard to say. That's harder that's than tricky, it should yeah. be. And that was kind of like the family would get together. And and I remember for me, I, I, I think I liked it most because as a kid, I, sadly, it wasn't really about, yeah, yeah I'm hanging out with family because, mm, no. Mm. But it was, it was about an hour and a half to two hour drive usually. And I grew up in, you know, in Illinois in the Midwest. And so mm. it was, it was driving through, you know, snowy country roads and stuff. And it, I, nice. You know, I think it's like in my in my brain, in my memory brain area, it feels like kind of a idyllic Christmas. That's pretty idyllically picture. Christmas, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, short of getting out the old sled and having the horse pull you, I mean, it's <laughs> pretty much there. Which I mean, we'd end up in the drift, and eventually we'd have to call for the horse sled to come get us. Right. The other thing that we did, though, that uh, that I that I definitely remember was we actually it's morphed now. My the my my great grandmother just recently passed away within the last few years. Mm. She, by the time of her death, she actually had over two hundred living blood descendants. That's what the Midwest does for you, folks. Giant families of people and oh, just yeah. matriarchs that live forever. We, we could. St- I think it's the corn. That's what makes people <laughs> live so long there. If we could, if if we decided to play like a live action game of of just domestic risk, pretty sure we'd start from Illinois and we could probably get pretty far out taking things over if we wanted to. No, you could. Yeah, it's the danger of Chicago and that area. <laughs> is, but so originally though, it was the family party based off of my great grandmother's family name and and all of them, and it was it, it ended up being growing to such a massive one that we just took to my to my family's like smaller sect of it right which is still a pretty b- good sized party but it was the sort of thing where it was usually either uh, like the weekend before christmas or the weekend right after christmas it was always close to christmas and we'd go to the community building in this in this small town that my parents grew up in uh that region and it's it's the sort of town that you can drive from one end to the other in two minutes you can go around town in two minutes and see everything. Yeah, I was, I'm familiar with the, the my type. B- my brother and I got lost in that town one drunken night. That wow. was fun. That that I'm that hoping this wasn't when you were a child either. <laughs> you were he eight, w- weren't you? He was legal to drink. I don't remember if I was. I'm just imagining like... My parents listen to the show, so I'm just going to say yes. I was definitely 21. Okay. I think. I don't know. Anyway, we go to this family party and, and it was it was always really cool because the you know the adults got to see each other and hang out and it was a big family dinner. Mm. And for the kids it was always really cool because there was always one present for every kid that uh, Santa Claus would actually show up with a with a bag and, and everybody go sit on Santa's lap and get a present and so it was yeah, I mean, I remember as a kid that was always really exciting and my brother and I would try and we'd try and we thought we had the system figured out. Like we thought we knew where Santa was getting these presents from, because how did he always have one present for every kid at that party? There was never mm. a present. There was never a kid there that didn't have a present. 
That's pretty know. good. And uh, so we thought we had the system figured out, and we had the the back of the building camped out, waiting and waiting and waiting, and we never ever were able to actually catch Santa doing his thing. He always it was magical. That's pretty magical, yeah. That's pretty much what I remember. We also did an Advent wreath throughout the month of December. So every Sunday, uh, it was a it was oh a wreath yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It had four candles, and I want to say one of them either one is white and four and three are like magenta or switch that. Yeah, uh, we had that when I was a kid. Yeah, my mom yeah. did that. Yeah, and so I, I, that that I think is actually something that I would probably pass on to my kids because that was. That was more like that. Actually, got into more of like we'd read a Bible verse, and like it was mm-hmm. more. It was about the re- more religious aspects of of the holiday, which I think I don't feel like it was. I feel like it was the perfect blend. We were st- we still had the magic of Santa and Christmas right, and, no. and, and you know all the stuff, but we also I had the benefit of growing up and having that that also. No, I still totally associate Christmas with Jesus's birthday. Yeah, historically, yes, no, it's probably not, but I don't care. Right. If you're going to pick a day to have him born on, why not that one? Works for me. So <laughs> I go with that one. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, I still balance a little bit of the religious with the uh, the uh, secular Santa. <laughs> His awful, horrible presents that he brings that are amazing. <laughs> Other than Christmas, though, which we've talked a lot about it. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, to any of our listeners that don't celebrate Christmas or celebrate the holidays, you know, we don't mean to be offensive. We're just going off of our past. That's what we've that's what we've been brought up. That's what you missed. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you cry. Yeah. Too bad for you. But the other thing that always happens this time of year, and I'm sure, I mean, I don't know if you've been seeing them online or, or whatnot yet, but the the kind of the 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 best of lists always we come are, out. And uh, yeah, we're almost done with 2014. 2014 is almost in the can, and literally. <laughs> literally. I guess not literally. That'd be figuratively speaking. Sure. And so I, f- I thought we should kind of go through and look at just a lot of the stuff. You know, we've kind of touched on this throughout the past several months we've been doing this show. We started this back sure. in July. So yeah. we haven't even we haven't been around for all of 2014. Not even half of it. Technically. Not, yeah, not even half of it. Yeah. But but we we do want to thank those of you that have been listening so far. And uh, yes, and definitely we've been having fun. Hope you guys have been enjoying it. So but let's uh, let's take a look. So. One of the things we we kind of talk about here and there, uh, not not a whole lot though, is uh, sports world. Yes. So, what to you is one of your favorite moments or favorite aspects of the sports world in the past year? Uh, the past year, I'm a big uh, basketball fan. I have to land with the Spurs winning the title because they were they were over the hill. Everybody thought they're too old, and then they managed to beat the Heat and make LeBron go back to Cleveland. That's what I don't makes know me that. happy. The fact that they beat the Heat because I hated the Big Three. I was not a fan of them either. But I also like that uh, you know it can be it can be said that basically LeBron went and sold out and went and joined this super team to win championships, and then when they couldn't get it done there, I mean he did win. So oh yeah, they won some. Yeah, but uh, but you know, but then then once he's done there and he and he get you know they get their butts handed to him that last yeah. time around, he's like, I guess I'll go home now. Let's go back to Cleveland. Yep, that was a big moment for me. I I was. I was happy about that. So that was a go, Tim Duncan. On the downside of the NBA, because I, I also enjoy some NBA, and as we've talked about, I'm a bit of a Chicago fan. Mm-hmm. So pretty much any positive you can come up with, I'm willing to bet I can just pull from my own personal fan base, mm. or I guess my own fandom, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I'll be able to find the negative. So not so great in 2014 has been the lack of a D Rose on the court. 
he's been out there, which has been an improvement over 2013. He he has. Well, I mean, the end of the early 2014, the end of last season. No. No, no D Rose. That's true. And, and then None. and then this some year, of this year he's been gone. But sparse he is, sightings, but he has been sighted. He has been sighted. Much like the wild geese when they return from the <laughs> south, he has been sighted. <laughs> and and he's he's still he's still a talented player. He's he's I don't think he's unfortunately he's now got two robo knees, so he's not I don't think he's ever gonna be what he was. Probably not, but uh, he's still good enough to, I think to to give the Bulls a pretty good shot at it. They they beat the Blazers you know uh, what? earlier this month. They so. also beat the Heat. They which, did, which without LeBron is still doing pretty good. No, no, they're still quite good. Yeah, yeah. The thing that I think is saving that well, not just the only thing, but the the what I'm seeing is Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he's playing up good. huge. Yeah, he's so he's been playing really well. So he's not reflected in NBA 2K13 to be that good, but you know. Well, you know, maybe maybe 2K15 he'll be. He's better. I don't know. Better be. Football happened. Is happening. It's currently it's happening. happening. Yeah, it's still almost, happening. We're almost done with it. Yeah, thank you. You stopped watching. Uh, you know, I almost watched a couple weeks ago when Johnny Manziel had his first game. I almost <laughs> thought about watching, but then I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't because it didn't turn out to be much of anything. Yeah, not so good for him. It was a rough. I would say that was a down point for him in 2014. It was his first ever NFL start, right? Maybe he'll bounce back, but uh, that was uh, a rough beginning. I'm going to say I doubt it. I could be wrong, but I'm going to say I doubt he bounces back. All right. I think we see him disappear here pretty quick. Might might be on his way out. I don't know. But there were there were call. some good stuff, some good things happening in the NFL. Uh, yeah. Gronkowski thought he was actually gonna when he got injured. He thought he had a career-ending injury. And yeah. He's come back, and still playing really really Thank, well. Thankfully for my fantasy football team, he's still playing. Yeah. <laughs> That's been good. Uh, Andrew Luck also played out of his mind this year. Had a great year uh, for the Colts. Um, He's one of my – I'm kind of an Andrew Luck. Like, there's not a lot of players I'm a fan of in the NFL, but I like Andrew Luck a lot. Always have since he – since his Stanford days, I've been I've been a uh, fan. So well, and he, he kind of feels like – and I know this, this this comment has been made, but he seems like a good guy. Yeah. And so it, it, he's been called, and it, it seems fitting – like he is the next Peyton Manning, and I think just think it's ironic that he plays for the Colts too. Well, I was when they drew, when the Colts had the chance to draft him. I'm like, wow! So they're just gonna trade Peyton. They just got younger Peyton Manning. Great, yep. <laughs> freaking Colts, lucky. If those are the positives of the NFL, what would you say is on the on the bad side of the NFL? The NFL. That's fair. Yeah, the NFL. Just itself. in general, just uh, women beating, child beating, uh, lying about video, seeing videos of child beating, women beating, suspension beating. They're hitting uh, everybody but the players on the field. Pretty much, and when when they hit them, they get called for immense fouls for no reason. So yeah, yeah it's it's a mess. <laughs> it's not yeah, it's not enjoyable. No. I I read a report in the I want to say the Wall Street Journal. Mm. That's a thing, right? Yes, that's okay. a, that's a thing. Yeah, they did a they did a, a, a write up on Goodell and how he has had to deal basically what his, what he's been doing since the domestic abuse stuff really yeah. sparked earlier this year. And it's such a it's such a yay go Goodell article. It just it made me sick because it was mm. basically you know it was it was like he he really tried guys, he really did he really tried. And then they end the article in an unrelated to anything that has to do with domestic abuse. Just, just touting the great turnaround in numbers and ratings and stuff since he's been in charge, of, uh, you know, as commissioner. And I'm just like, really? Because I'm, I'm guessing that some of the money and the numbers you guys are looking at is, is not taking into account inflation and the fact that I, I also going to go up over time anyway. He's great at marketing. He markets the NFL pretty well, or he has a good marketing team that does it for him, I suppose. Sure. 
but actually putting out a product that's worth watching no he's not so great at that that's no. that's kind of the problem is <laughs> is that he's convinced a lot of people to watch it but i don't see why anyone is still watching it so i think right. they've i think he's just created to me he's actually even created i don't remember if maybe when i was younger i mean i know football has always been most sports in america are about guys drinking some beer guys or girls these days drinking some beers and tailgating and having a good time right but it almost seems like under his watch it's become and i i use this word but bro culture of like brah team brah like it's just like you hear more it seems about yeah. fan fights than you used to and like it just seems really ultra like he's kind of fostered this less sportsmanlike vibe in my mind it's more about my team wins by any means or, uh, fuck you and you fuck that guy and i mean hey That's i'm true. fine with the bears hating the packers and packers it's a rich <laughs> story tradition of telling your kids the packers suck that's fine no one can i'm not against that but when they're like when like i feel like a packers fan should be able to go to soldier field cheer for the packers get some cat calls take some shit for sure but now you're hearing about like fights and I'm a Dodgers fan. So trust me, I know <laughs> it's not just the NFL. Right. I mean, there's people dying in some of the stadiums up here between the Giants and Dodgers. Maybe it's just sports in general. But I, I don't remember when I was maybe just because I was younger. I didn't I didn't know about it. But it I seemed don't more of, a lot about that either. I just I just remember it being more of a ah, those those Giants. Well, they suck. Uh, they're lame. Uh, and you joke with the guy next to you if he was a Giants fan. Oh, your Giants are going to lose, buddy. Uh, and they'd. But they'd laugh about it. It never got to, like, red in the face, screaming, I'm angry at you because you like the Giants right. or Packers or Bears or whatever. And I feel like particularly under under Goodell's watch, that attitude has been fostered more in, in the NFL. And I, I, don't li I don't care for that attitude of it either. I, I like people getting together to watch sports and have a good time and, yeah, kid somebody if they have a team that you don't care for. Sure, that's fine. But it almost seems like it's gone beyond that. And maybe that's yeah. not I'm not going to lay that at Roger Goodell's feet totally, but uh, the marketing for the NFL shrimp sure seems to celebrate it sometimes. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think the overall point of what you pretty much said right there was just kind of, if I heard you right, was fuck green Bay. Is that, that is pretty, pretty much what you, what you heard. Yes. Okay, sure. cool. Cool. Just to make sure we're on the same page. <sighs> movies, movies happen this year. Speaking of fantasies, <laughs> Actually, wait, before we leave the NFL, I want to actually touch on the fact that, speaking of the Packers, sure, Aaron Rodgers, man, mm -hmm. his State Farm commercials, like a year or two ago, it was just the discount double check thing going off yeah. of his WWE title motion that he always does yeah. when he scores. Have you seen all these 90s SNL yeah. things that they've come up with? What, yeah. are, what is your thought on that? Because part uh, of me was like, that's amazing that these people are still able to pull these characters out and kind of still be similar to what they were back in the day but no sure they're similar i just i i'm like a, eh. you know i don't really feel one way or the other about it i guess mm -hmm. yeah, they're they're ads they're up there they come on i don't look away totally but i'm not exactly like oh man hold on <laughs> stop what you're talking and about kevin nealon's still doing his uh his franz discount double check and dana carvey yeah i'm yep. so glad those guys are up there i mean i, just, I don't care uh, <laughs> there he's aaron Rodgers having a hell of a year yeah good good year for aaron Rodgers. Maybe the Bears can trade for him. Well, yes, if you know they hadn't just signed on for you know a, a, trade lifetime, him a lifetime contract with Cutler. Trade him, trade Cutler for him. Although I did actually read that the heads of the team met, and it's all but been officially stated that Tressman's out at the end of the season; he'll be mm. fired. And they've said that Emery's job is quote in question. 
Which one's Emery? Is he the offensive? GM. Oh, the GM. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, actually, I'd clean a little bit of house there, maybe. Right? He has not really... The, uh, yeah, if he signed Jay Cutler... And Tressman. And Tressman, and he signed... I'm just... I'm sorry. I still, like... Sorry. If you want to talk about worst thing to happen in the NFL, I'm going to pull it out. I was going to leave it on the shelf, but I can't. Signing Jay Cutler to a seven-year deal when he almost got replaced by his backup last year, that was, quite frankly, the one of the saddest events I've seen. And I like giving you shit about the Bears, but I was even like, that's just sad. <laughs> that's a bad move, and that's going to come back to bite him in the ass. And I thought maybe they'd get like a good year out of him or something, and that I have to wait to really, you know, like be like, oh, Cutler sucks. Uh-huh. No, he didn't wait. He went right to business. He got yeah, he right really to did. it. He's like, ah, oh, the check cleared. Cool. Sweet. Uh, what's this thing? Football? Don't care. <laughs> Don't care. Not my problem anymore. So anyway, that that for me would probably be, by the way, the saddest moment in sports is when they sign Jay Cutler to a seven-year contract. Maybe I'm wrong. This time next year, maybe I'm shut up and Jay Cutler's in the MVP talks and the Bears are going for an undefeated season. You know what's sad? If there was anybody in the state of California that would probably jump up and go, yeah, you know, wait till next year, you'll see. It mm. would probably be me. Right. I don't have it in me. Yeah. I just, I don't have it, it in me. They might, they might have to bottom out a little. They might have to just really not do well and get some good draft picks and and grab maybe a good something they're doing already at this point they're they're doing exactly what i said that they would do they well no for part of me said they were going to win the super bowl that but the realistic part of me has has said and i think you'll remember me saying this they will do just good enough to fuck up their draft but just bad enough to miss the playoffs yeah that's what they do. Well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what they could do. And this, this is my little, if the Bears GM, if Emery doesn't get fired mm-hmm. and he listens to our podcast, which he most certainly does. Yeah, of course. Here's here's a bit of advice I have for you. I would see if you, I don't think you can trade Jay Cutler because that contract is huge. Mm-hmm. But Brandon Marshall, you could probably trade. Yeah. And you might be able to get something good back for him. You don't need him anymore. You got Alshon Jeffrey, who's a number one receiver. You got two number one receivers right now. Now, holding on to them both would be great. But I think you could move Brandon Marshall and get something for him. More of a p- bunch of draft picks, maybe. Uh, another, you know, I'd hold on to Forte. I'd, I'd, I'd basically say keep Forte safe. Cutler, you can't move and hold on to Jeffrey. Anything else, I'd start a fire sale and just trade for draft picks so you can get up and higher in the draft or trade for prospects, you know? See if you can grab uh, uh, guys that are going to be good two, three years from now. Yeah. And, and try that. Worked for the Blazers. There you go. And the Philadelphia yeah. 76ers are doing an exemplary job of trade away all your valuable assets and tank <laughs> your brains out and draft high. May work for them. We'll see. Movies came out this year. Yes, movies came out. You like well, how you like how my segue was non-existent and identical to the first time I tried it. I, I liked how the segue happened and then we went back. <laughs> and now we've gone back the other way. So uh, yes. Movies came out. There's one that's got to be talked about, must be talked about, and I know, I know you're huge. You know what? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, wasn't bad. Yeah, I I dug it. Yeah, it was good. You, Other you, movies came out this year. Well, you don't um, talk about it anymore. Huh? Guardians of the Galaxy. Just nothing else to say, really. Oh. Um, came out on DVD. It did. Came out on, uh, it, was a, on it was a good movie. DVD on Blu-ray on blue 3D Blu-ray on digital. Yeah. Space, great movie about oh, space. Oh, absolutely, Guardians absolutely. Of the Galaxy. Almost as good as the other one about space. Oh yes, 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 yes. Gone Girl. Yes, Ben Affleck shoots up into space and fights Matthew McConaughey. 
on a planet. That sounds like Transformers 5. That should be Transformers 5. I'd watch that. <laughs> but uh, Interstellar, another movie about space. Slightly different from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Uh, a few different changes. Not many, though. A lot of people don't understand how much awesome 70s rock is actually in it. There's none. There's no oh, 70s rock Because I, I still haven't seen Interstellar yet. Yeah, that's right. You should. It's uh, easily. I'd have to say that Interstellar might be the best film of the year for me. Really? If I had to pick. My favorite movie of the year so far. More so than, than Gone Girl, which I know you were in love Huge with. Huge fan of Gone Girl. Loved Gone Girl and Grand Budapest Hotel. Both great movies. Mm. I would put Interstellar and Grand Budapest Hotel would tie for me. Because one of them is a comedy and one of them is a drama. So I could say, like, that's my favorite comedy of the year. That's my favorite drama of the year. I'll pull a Golden Globes where they give a best movie right. comedy. So for that, Grand Budapest, Interstellar. Both amazing movies so those I'm, gonna, top two. I'm gonna go with something that no critic would ever do apparently but I actually am gonna stick with Guardians as I think for me the best movie of the year is it gonna be an Oscar contender no because it's not in that drama no, it really it's is. not yeah. not drama it's not artsy it's not edgy and it's not a biopic so it won't it won't get the Oscar nod mm. but for what they did as far as storyline character development for a a, a whole batch of new characters that had to be introduced, and you, they did an they did an ensemble movie well with absolutely zero prequel buildup. Yeah, no, they did they did excellent. Yeah, for all the uh, Thor and Captain America movies that had to come before Avengers, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy got right to it and proved right. that you don't need that. By the way, yeah, I mean it's nice to have. Nobody's gonna say, hey, get rid of those, but sure. But they were able to just be like, hey, these are these guys. Right, here you yeah. go, and you got a sense of it very quickly. And just on the whole, I, I mean, knew we were gonna as, talk about Guardians as far as. <laughs> I was trying to fake you out. It's funny. Yeah, knew we were gonna talk about it. But, but I mean, you know, the the story was good. The script was mm. great, in my opinion. It really captured because as somebody that does read the comic books, it captured those characters really well. Mm. The performances across the board were great, from from the from the actual guardians to even the supporting characters. The music choices, the direction of it, just the whole the whole thing, I felt was solid. And oh yeah, it, and yeah. it clearly performed well. So I I put it for my for my best movie of the year. Another one that we uh, we both seen and we both we both liked, except I got hung up on something that uh, that apparently nobody else in the whole world did. Mm-hmm. Edge of Tomorrow was another pretty good oh, one this year. Excellent movie, very good. And best and Tom Cruise movie. We have not had a good Tom Cruise movie in a long time, and I true. was I was ready to see it, and man, it was I just dug it. You know why I loved it. Emily Blunt. Blunt. I was yeah, yeah. she's excellent. She's quite she's uh fantastic. you know uh we didn't uh, we uh it's coming out Into the Woods. Uh yeah, it's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not seen it I yet. I have not seen it either. Uh but I want to I and do. I hear she's quite good in it. So Yes. Uh and also another of, of your favorites, Anna Kendrick. I do love Miss Kendrick. She is a fine musical actress mm-hmm. and a fine lady. Yes. And I, I'm very curious well, to What was the quote role. from our show for most of the year? She she's an attractive woman. She's an attractive she's woman. She's an attractive woman. She's attractive. <laughs> Not semi-attractive. No, no, she's attractive. No, she's not. She's not from those. She's online no ads no about. online <laughs> ad clickbait girl. She's <laughs> attractive. Not so. Yeah. But yes, uh, End so of the Woods is something actually I actually I definitely want to go see. I'm curious about that one and uh, Inherent Vice. I still haven't seen the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who's always he's a grab bag. You never know what you're going to get. You might it will always be interesting. It may not be g- good and you may not enjoy it, but it will interest you. Yes. So I'm curious about that one as well. I haven't seen it. Another one that was kind of a it was it was honestly it was a it was a potential grab bag that I thought ended up doing really well was Cap Two, Captain America Two, Winter Soldier. Very surprised. That surprised me. Uh, the first Captain America movie I did not like very much. No. Like at the end, the last half of that movie for me, I was just like, this all seems rushed and weird, and I don't care much for this. Right. This one, I felt I liked that it 
really wasn't a comic book movie. It took mm. place in, in the Marvel Universe, but it, it, it was a political thriller. Oh, yeah. It easily could have, like, uh, oh, man, I'm trying to think. Like, all the President's Men, it had, like, mm-hmm. the same vibe as that, where, like, it was just all... For a, a comic book film, it really had, like, this political machinations vibe of, like, you know... Yeah, it was a very impressive film. I was very surprised. Yep. Uh, and our, our um, guest from a few weeks ago, Mr. Venutolo, called it, and he apparently... He also is in charge of Hollywood, or at least has some sub-powers from you. Uh, it was announced that uh, the Russo brothers, who directed that, will be doing uh, the Infinity, the um, uh, Avengers Infinity War. They there will be go. directing that. I that was that was actually that was my Christmas gift to him. I gave it to him early. Was you did. Oh, I, well, I, I blessed him with my power there briefly. He has the power. Briefly he had it. Had. Oh, so now yeah. if we go back, he's just going to be like you know, Emma Stone is going to be the new. I don't know. Let's just say play every if I like something he says, I I will. You'll bless it. I'll bless it with my power. <laughs> you like the movie Pope or something? I am the movie Pope. I'm Hollywood Pope. Hollywood Pope. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I also have to say, uh, before we move off from movies, uh, fantastic movie that most people didn't get a chance to see. And if, if it's playing in your town somehow randomly, go see it. Um, Princess Kaguya. It's called The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Very strange name. Japanese, obviously. And, and uh, as far as animated films, I couldn't have guessed. Right, <laughs> in, a, in a year of pretty pretty weak animated films, actually, there was the Lego Movie was pretty good, but and that was like three D animated. You don't see a lot of animation anymore. This was like done with like pen and like it, it's stunning and it's amazing. And both my wife and I cried our eyes out at it. It was possibly one of the sweetest little love stories you've ever seen. So if That's you get a pr- chance, Princess Jigglypuff, Princess Kaguya, no Jigglypuff oh. at all involved. It was stunning. It's really good. It's from Studio Ghibli. The company that did like spirited away and oh okay same same company so uh yeah it was really good it was it was quite good before we we venture into what we do best i do want to say you you mentioned it was kind of a weak year for animation i gotta say big hero six that's true fantastic big hero six was good there were there they normally there's like i don't know i guess there wasn't a pixar movie so i (laughs) automatically think oh it was a weak year well uh, it wasn't you're right when is inside out coming out because that's the next year yeah next year yeah which looks good it's gotta be early next year right it's coming out soon i think i'll say april or may or something yeah probably okay i thought for some reason i thought it was coming out in the winter but i could be wrong i usually am. could be you never know with pixar but uh yeah uh, but you're right big hero six was good i liked big hero six now we've we've spent a, a bit of time here talking about what we liked about the movies that's okay. not why people listen to this show. That's true. There was some stank fests going on in the movies oh, yeah. this year. Uh, I'm gonna there's there's one there's one on the bo- I'm gonna leave on the board for you because I know I know you need to talk about it because if you don't get your 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 biweekly dose of of hating on this, mm. you you start to punch pedestrians on the street. So there's I'm just gonna start us off and say, unfortunately, I I I I, I didn't get to see it, but. That was because it didn't last in theaters long enough for me to see it. Mm. I'm gonna start us off with Dumb and Dumber Two, man. I actually yeah. had high hopes for that when I saw the sequel. I, I was like, they gave it what was it, ten years, twenty years? How long has it been? Twenty. Twenty years since the original. I mean, that's that's enough time to you would think to have a, a good script, you know, yeah. to, to to really do it right. Some good ideas in there somewhere. I it bombed horribly as far as reactions. I guess it did okay opening weekend or so yeah a great opening weekend that just disappeared and that is why because a lot of people rushed out to see it like i wanted to mm. and then apparently they told their friends oh 
yeah, not no, worth it. Don't do that. I did not see it either, uh, but most of the reviews were either, the only reason to go is if you want to remember Dumb and Dumber, if you've forgotten it. <laughs> and I was like, I, I just, I watched Dumb and Dumber, actually, instead of going to see it. And I enjoyed, hey, Dumb and Dumber is still a great movie, by the yes. way. Uh, I don't think I'll be checking out, too. I um, heard I heard it not only was it not as good as the original, it was not as good as that Dumb and Dumberer when Harry met Lloyd. That was a bad thing. movie, so, yeah. Not a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. Poor choices there. What about you? What What do you think? Uh, what, what was some, what What made you cringe in your in your movie? Uh, what What I call you a movie snob? snob. Yeah. What, what, what got your snob you know what? Up? I'll pick one that a lot of people liked. That uh, I just literally could not stand this movie, Maleficent. I couldn't take it. Mm. It was so bad. It took everything that I liked about Sleeping Beauty and totally turned it in. Like characters would just do things for the sake of doing things that right. were not motivated by anything at all. You know, um, ugh, I don't even know where to start. It just was awful from the beginning to the end. They ruined the fairies. They turned the fairies, who were like the best characters in the movie, uh, Sleeping Beauty, mm. into just absolutely dull, pointless, stupid women so that Maleficent could be awesome, um, which she was like, I guess, you know, like how do you curse someone and then you're best friends with them and then you're like, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Mm. Uh, and I know it tried to be sort of a feminist tale and I think it didn't do well there either because... Uh, it just it just set out a lot of goals that it not did not do well at. I and I know a lot of people loved it. A lot of people were like, "Oh, it's amazing! I love Maleficent." I'm like, "Nope, not not for me." I would be interested to read some secret Sony emails when yeah. that movie came out <laughs> to right? hear what they thought of it. Yeah, since we know how highly they view Miss uh, uh, Jolie. <laughs> yes, how much they love Mr. Lee over there. So yeah, that that actually they probably had some sort of inner office party about that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was that was my uh, big turd. That uh, Transformers Four was, oh boy. I this I will not go further into it because I have I have hated on it much in yeah, this podcast. Yeah, we've done that. We've done that. It's awful. It really is. It really deserves its place. It's one of the worst films of the year. I won't touch on on this next one too hard either because I've done so already. But the Turtles movie, this mm. I was not. It just it, no. Um, another one. I'm gonna revisit one that I didn't. I think I was still under the guise of. Uh, Happy to see a new movie, and Scarlett Johansson, you know, makes me a happy man. Sure. Uh, but really, looking at the way that it was executed, Lucy Lucy deserves to be on a list of... Not uh, goods. Yeah, not goods. Okay. One that, that, again, I did not get to see in theaters because it came and went too quick for me. Mm. And this one I feel really bad for. But I did hear that it was not great. But in this is not necessarily saying these are just movies that sucked, but in the world of movies, something that, that sucked. Expendables 3. Yeah. Leaked online a couple weeks before its release. Killed it. Millions of people watched it online, and so, therefore, nobody paid to go see it in theaters, and it just bombed. Here's the thing. I would think that if the movie had been any good, and this this isn't to say, oh, man, they, they this is what you get for pirating, but, but if, if Expendables 3 had been awesome, mm-hmm. like, let's say it was an amazing movie. You think people still would have gone I think it. people would have been like, oh, man, I got to see this on a big screen. You know, like, I still watch The Dark Knight every once in a while. I'm like, damn, I wish they'd run that through the theaters again. I would so go again, you know? Like, I'd watch The Dark Knight again, and I've seen that movie a ton in theaters. Right. So, I mean, I'm not saying that every movie has to be The Dark Knight, but if Expendables 3 had been even half worth a crap, I have a feeling that people would have been like, man, those explosions looked good on my iPad. I bet they'd look amazing on the big screen, you know? so That's true. Well, and I mean, in in going back to Guardians, Guardians was one that that people clearly saw in theaters and kept oh, seeing multiple in theaters. Times. Yeah. So it kept going. so so you are you are right. It's it's not just because it got pirated out that it didn't certainly well. didn't help. It yeah, I think that the quality of it 
is what solidified it. But again, the same way that Dumb and Dumber had uh, sequel had a kick-ass opening weekend, mm. Expendables didn't get that because people already knew it was shit without having to pay. To see Sometimes it. I think Hollywood knows they've got a turd on their hands, and they're like, "Well, you know what? If we market the hell out of this, people will still go." And they're right; they do, oh, and yeah. they give you at least that profit of the opening weekend. But yeah, Expendables three got shut down in that respect with that with that move. So yeah, it did. Uh, another another bomb was RoboCop. Yeah, I that didn't get to see it, but I heard such terrible things that I did not want to. So right? that kind of says enough, right? Th- yeah, I'm certainly doesn't say go out and see that movie if it was so bad. So, yeah. and originally they were going to have like Darren Aronofsky do it, the guy that did Noah and Black Swan. Mm-hmm. He'd actually written like a a really like I'd heard an amazing, really like you want to talk gritty, like it was insanely gritty reboot of RoboCop, and then they shelved it because they were too worried that it was too much. Uh, and it was going to be rated R, which apparently you can't rate action films R anymore. R for Robo. Like they even Expendables. You remember Expendables? The first Expendables came out, which is the only Expendables I've really enjoyed. Mm. Wasn't it? It was R, right? Pretty sure. Yeah. Then the second one comes out as PG thirteen because they want to get kids in to see it, and I'm yep. just like, that kills it, man. Yep. Some movies should be R and just enjoy yeah. their R rated status, and RoboCop should be an R rated film. So just embrace it. Love your R rated film in that one. So, yeah, yep. shame. I can't think of any other. Any other bad movies that need to be mentioned this year? I don't mm. think there was anything else that was that was noticeably bad, right? What the hell was that? That was me talking like the villain of the crappiest movie that I saw. Not the crappiest. <laughs> Spidey 2 featuring dubstep talk soundtrack. What's his name? Electro guy. Electro, I think. Electro. Yeah. Yeah, Spidey 2, which I have sandbagged on much in this (laughs) podcast. I will not further do expect to say that they've really got to figure out what to do Spider-Man because I love Spider-Man, and I really wish that they would get their shit together. Revisiting, actually, something when we talked about the Sony leaks, and you you, you told us about about how they were... Have their meeting next month to figure out what the hell they're going to do with Spider-Man. Well, when you talked about the fact that Marvel was wanting to to deal Mm. and get Spider-Man involved... Mm -hmm. You were correct in what you in what you reported. Mm. Sony Pictures said, burp, 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 not interested. Sony Pictures is not the boss. The boss is Sony. And apparently, because of the leaks and because of the attention that that got, Papa Bear got mad. Mm. And they are actually revisiting it. Sony is actually looking at it, apparently, and going, whoa, 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 wait a second. We could possibly do what now with who? Yeah. And that deal might actually come back around because Sony the Sony right, overlords the, right, have now gone Sony okay pictures. Sony pictures y'all done fucked up mm. let's see what we can do now yeah. and so it actually might not be as dead as you think that's good I will say this I think Marvel's going to put him over the table and just go to town yeah they should I mean they've got all the bargaining power but Sony at this point I'm sorry to tell you you need to be thankful you need to be a just a thankful little hoe that you're getting some <laughs> attention and you just take it and let your Spider-Man make you some money finally. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on from movies, I do. I want to shift. We'll s- stay in entertainment really quick here and do a real quick look at TV. Now, there, sure. was, there wasn't a lot to say this year in TV. Some good, some bad. But mm-hmm. um, I can sum up a lot of the good in in two words: mm. comic books. Yes. Holy shit. I have I have been reduced to watching, ba- patiently waiting for the Flash to come out. Love that show. I'm mm-hmm. addicted. I I'm at this point. 
patiently or actually impatiently waiting for uh, Gotham to continue. They went on some sort of mid-season hiatus and they yeah. haven't done a new one for weeks yet. Yeah, well, that'll give me time, some time to catch up because I do want to see the rest of Gotham. The first mm. few episodes, were I'm still on episode four. Ah. So uh, I'll, I'll catch up and because uh, I did enjoy it. It was a good one, show, though. That's one that increasingly has was getting better and better and better and better yeah. every episode. That's good. And then uh, we talked about this, a show that just from halfway through the first season, they picked it up and they're still going strong as mm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Doing great. Yeah. Had, had a, a week or so ago, had a killer winter finale that was amazing. They're quite, they're, they are, they're not afraid to take some large leaps in that show and I enjoy that. Uh, whereas previous, that was the, the knock when the show started was, what's going on? Nothing. What the hell? Now there's a lot going on. It's oh, just yeah. like almost too much. So. They're actually, well, without getting into spoilers, a lot of the big to-dos with the winter finale, what I liked about it and what also the kind of the buzz that I'm seeing, what I'm seeing online as well is the fact that wh- where they are going with the show, mm. it's related to where they've said they're going to go with the movies, but the TV show's doing it first. Like That's, that's I'm a sure cool idea. So far, you know, what we talked about, Cap 2 mm. directly caused a complete change in the TV show, Agents yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually getting, they're getting greenlit now to go ahead, and they're actually laying the groundwork for what we will see in movies uh, mm. a few years okay. from now. Okay, nice. So that's... That's why I'm excited for it. And I think it's I think it's really cool. But again, people don't. I don't think people like this show because we're so happy and pleasant about stuff. So that's true. Let's, if you had to, if you had to sum up, probably the most cringeworthy television experience. Could you do it in 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 how many words? Could you just do name that tune? How many words could you do it in? One. Okay, I take it. Mulaney. Yeah. Yep. That was the worst 20 minutes of television I've ever <laughs> sat through. You didn't make it 20. You mm-hmm. made it 10. Yeah, I, oh, no, wait, but then you did episode two, didn't you? For 10. Yeah, I watched episode two for 10. Nope, it was you awful. You fool. You fool. Oh, I went back for more. <laughs> but I've, I'd avoided it since then, and it has since been canceled and canned, and thank God. Yeah. Sorry, I like John Mulaney as a comic. I'm sure all the actors were talented people, but it, th- that was just they the saddest. Weren't. That's the thing. They could not get everything together in that show. It was just a mess. Yeah, it was so. not a good show. Um, the other mess had to be Peter Pan. I have not seen that yet. Yeah, there's uh, people flying into things. Uh, L- literally, weird. Oh yeah, literally smacking into parts of the set when they tried to fly Peter. <laughs> um, there were. It was just oh, the the lead actress was pleasant. She could act. Mm. Nah, couldn't sing. I think she uh, she could sing, but she couldn't really. Well, I you know last year Carrie Underwood was she could Satan. sing but couldn't act. She can sing because Satan lives in her body and therefore <laughs> pushes notes out of her well. Um, but she can't act because she's also possessed by all of his underling demons, and uh, so she's also the Antichrist and can't act. But uh, this girl, um, I don't know her name because uh, I'm a bad person. Um, oh, I I knew it. I knew it before you asked about it. It was. Uh, I know she plays someone named Marnie she's, on the show Girls. She's Brian Williams' daughter. Okay. Something Williams. I don't. Uh, know well, she's she's probably a a great actress, but singing wise, she just Call wasn't Peter up to. Peter Pan. Peter Pan couldn't quite hit some of the notes. Let's just call uh, it what it is. And so it wasn't as pretty that way. How did um, Walken do? I was excited for Walken as hook. He didn't seem to care. I know, really? right? It seemed like it would be perfect, but he just kind of seemed like yeah, I'm here, whatever. Hmm. And I'm like, this, this thing's a turd. I know it. We know it. Was there any sort of technical innovation with it? Because uh, one thing I that I that I thought a lot of people even that hated sound of music couldn't really say bad about it was the way that they handled the scene changes in the sets and everything for a live TV broadcast. Yeah, no, it's fine. Did, I mean, did Pan have anything like that, or was it all yeah, was it all it's, minimalized? It's kind of functional. I mean, uh, if you saw sound of music, you pretty much seen how they did it in Pan. 
Okay. They didn't really mix it up too much from that. Uh, you know, uh, it wasn't without its merits. It just, it was really hard to love. I don't know. Again, why did they pick Peter Pan? Not the best musical to pick. There's a right. lot of other really great musicals they could have done. Don't know why they chose Peter Pan. Maybe maybe they're going for family-friendly stuff. I I mean, there's a lot of those un- out I there. I was going to say, what's family in Oklahoma is pretty family-friendly. That's the one I thought of, too, yeah, actually. right? Oklahoma or My Fair Lady or if, there's a ton, you know? So I don't know why they went with Peter Pan, but maybe some sort of tie-in. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, that was it. Uh, also, I want to say good news, though, in TV. Yes. HBO Go. Oh, yeah. Going to come out with an app. Basically, that uh, allows you to Netflix them, which I'll be signing up for because I love me some HBO, and well, it's always hard as heck to get the shows. And so. that's that's the big thing because I mean HBO Go has been a thing. Like I I've got access to HBO Go. Sure. But you've always had to subscribe to it through your cable or satellite yeah. provider, which means you've always had to have cable or satellite. Yeah, I don't the want those things. Here is yeah, they're going out on their own. They're finally yeah. saying, cut the cord. If we've got fans out there that like our programs but really don't want to pay two hundred dollars for their TV service, yeah, let let them pay us ten or fifteen bucks a month and have it sold. And I think that's brilliant. I also I mentioned this before, but on that note, WWE did it as well. Their WWE network is is doing it's doing pretty well. It's not hitting the numbers they wanted at yet, but it's hmm. still growing. It's new, but it's the same sort of thing. They took all their sixty dollar pay per views and. And you can get them for ten bucks a month now. You can that's pretty sensational. Yeah, get all of it on there. So it's nice. I am very much looking forward to the possibility of a la carte television programming in the yes. near future. I would. I will enjoy a la carte. That would be nice. And wha- And hey, cable, if you'd done this earlier, you wouldn't be in the straits you are now. And how and long is it going to take? Then they still haven't figured out. We just want to be able to pick the channels we yep. want. We don't want to have to deal with. 40 billion chopping channels we're never going to watch. It's not that they haven't figured it out because we both know from our time mm. at a cable company mm. that was something that we both heard a lot on those phones. Yeah. Why can't I just pick what I want? Yeah. it's. I mean, customers have been asking for it. I used to say customers have been bitching about it for a while. But really, I mean, it's it's a it's a completely valid thing. I, I, yeah. I wouldn't even classify it as bitching. Customers are just asking for what they want. Yeah. And it's it's a very understandable request and it has been ignored and ignored and ignored and I cannot wait to see the cable companies fall. I mean, they'll just shift over to internet only companies. They'll just, they'll yeah, they'll move over to internet only eventually or or whatever they wind up doing. I mean, cable may not die, but it's, it's going to change. Yeah. Wildly. I think they will eventually have to go with the a la carte. I think they're just, they're finally going to get dragged into it, which is hilarious. And I think embarrassing. If you're a company where your customers innovate faster than you, <laughs> that does not say good things about you. I yeah. think Apple's headed that way. I'm uh, sorry. Off topic there anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, coming around, uh, we're talking a little bit about music maybe. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think music. There's there's one that I think even you will agree mm. belongs belongs in our in our things that were good about music this year. Miss Miranda Lambert. She was... Other than that time where she got joined with Antichrist, which I'm sure was of no <laughs> doing but her own, uh, she was great. Absolutely fantastic. Platinum is a sensational album. Mm-hmm. I actually listened to it the other night, and I was like, wow, this whole album is really good from top to bottom. She, yeah, Excellent she, work by Miranda She Lambert. actually, I, I can't think of a bad album she's put out. She's, she's got I'm about not, three or four out, but all of them are pretty solid. I'm not too familiar with their back catalog, but I'd give them a shot based on Platinum. That was a good album. Great yep. songs. Uh, and just to clarify for anybody that didn't get the reference, when he's referring to the Antichrist, he is, of course, talking about 
the giant duet that she did with Miss Carrie Underwood, mm. who I would also file in the good category of music. Sure. Where would you put her? That's a loaded question. <laughs> I, I mean, you want this to be printable or like uh, you want anyone to ever hear this because the things I'm about to say. Hey, I got well, a thumbs up from the booth earlier. I'm assuming that's like a blanket thumbs up for whatever we want to say or do, right? I, d- I don't think I could feel like a good person saying where I'd like to put Carrie Underwood. Fair enough. <laughs> well, what about you then? Uh, what, what was a big uh, big positive in music for you this year? Um, other positives would have to be... Uh, well, I'd, I'll tell you, Lord was quite nice. I, w- I was happy to see Lord. Lordy. We finally, Lordy, who we finally figured out how to say her name. <laughs> um, she's a teen pop sensation who uh, writes her own stuff. stuff per, um, I don't think she produces her stuff, but uh, writes her own music and uh, is some is pretty talented and doesn't uh, doesn't really adhere to any like prepackaged anything. Like she's certainly not cut from the same cloth as other pop princesses. And I got to say that that's cool. I'm I'm down with that. If I had a teen daughter, I would be like, thank God you're listening to Lord and not One Direction. Brian, Listen to all actually, the words you want. I've been meaning to talk to you. You, you have were, a daughter. You were pregnant 17 years ago, weren't you? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, no, nah, if, if I did, though, I would absolutely be thrilled that she listened to Lord. It's good music, and uh, it's uh, not. she's preaching that women should be their own person, and I'm fine with that message. Good message. Good job, Lord. I can't get behind that. But I got to know. What about Taylor Swift? How do you feel about Taylor Swift? Absolutely. The best song of the year. Shake It Off could not have been stuck in my head longer. Awesome, awesome. Speaking of songs that have lasted probably longer than anybody wanted them to, I do think we have to take a trip into the negative negative column of music mm. with Let It Go, Let It Go. Yeah. This stupid song is played too much. It's, it's officially too often. I realize that your kids love it. And uh, my fake teenage daughter totally is probably singing it all the time, along <laughs> with that Lord. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely time to retire that song. I don't think it's going to go away. Like, part of your world has been around since the 80s, and everyone keeps singing it. I don't think Let It Go is going anywhere, sadly. I think I want it to go, but it will not go. No, I think it's frozen where it is. <laughs> oh! Uh-huh. 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 Taylor Swift had a pretty big year. What do you think about her? Oh, my God. I hope she burns with Carrie Underwood. Good Lord. You're what a, an a, awful, awful person. Swift? She's terrible. Yeah. Taking her music off Spotify, her album was just awful from top to bottom. And a new music video where she's like hunting guys down and killing them, and it's awful. <laughs> she's terrible. So I, I feel like maybe uh, maybe old T. Swift is probably going to ride the line for us, I think. Divisive, it, to say the it, least. It seems day-to-day. We're not sure how we feel about I Taylor like Swift. that in a history of rock and roll where people like Jim Morrison have crapped on stage, Taylor Swift is the most divisive thing we have right now. <laughs> she has not crapped on stage, to my knowledge, but she certainly laid a deuce in some other columns this year. That is true. Uh, and however, I have to give her props, put out a pretty damn poppy record. So Yeah. I, I can't get Shake It Off out of my head or the other one that she put out. I don't know the name of it, but the new single is just stuck in my head, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, uh, and other songs that have been stuck in my head, uh, moving off to so that, that Rude song. I could not. Oh. That was my song in the summer. Yeah. Everybody has, like, so a summer rude. jam. That was my summer jam. Why you gotta be so rude? Good song. That was a good song. I Cheers actually was a pretty big fan of a parody that a guy put up that was written from the point of view of the father in that song. Cause literally <laughs> the, the guy, if that you could think be kind of funny, actually yeah. it's, it's great. If you guys haven't, if you haven't seen what I'm talking about, go onto YouTube and, and look for rude parent response or something. Mm. And it's basically, it's, it's, it's done 
at a computer webcam, you can tell, and it's mm. this it's this dad with a guitar, and uh, I think he has a guitar. Anyway, his dad playing playing a song, and it's you know because in the storyline of the song "Rude," this guy basically you know he he says it's like you know I think it's like the first time he's met the dad or whatever, and he's right. He's going over to the house to yeah. try and get his daughter's hand in marriage or exactly. something. Exactly, yeah. and so from this, it's the dad's point of view of basically, hey, fucktard, you we just met. You don't have a job. You you're <laughs> you're not good enough to provide a life for my little girl. And why do you why are you calling me rude? <laughs> why are you calling me rude for trying to look after my daughter? It's brilliant. And and uh, and and backup vocals from the mom that passes through with the laundry hamper. It's <laughs> it's it's you got to watch it. It's, That's pretty it's brilliant, a great actually. video. Anything else in the music world that uh, that's noteworthy um, from 2014? Other than, other than the fact that we're living in the 90s. Yeah, it does kind of feel that way, huh? Yeah, um, those five seconds of summer guys sound exactly like Blink One Eighty Two, and all the <laughs> teen girls are going nuts for it. Um, Charlie XCX put out an album that sounds exactly like Britney Spears. Well, not exactly, but very similar to late nineties Britney Spears. I swear, we're living in the late nineties again. That means that maybe, maybe we'll get another Mambo Number no. Five. We, I think we're set up. This 2015 will be the year of Mambo Number no. 5, and the next Nickelback will come out. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much all of the the, oh. li- the lighthearted fun I stuff. Forgo- I forgot one thing i got to talk about in music real quick. Sure. If you haven't heard of them, Royal Blood, best new band I heard this year. Fantastic Never English rock Royal band. They're, if you liked, like the Foo Fighters or uh, Balls to the... Some good, you know what? I could really see this is like... I have a beer in my hand and it's the weekend and I want to listen to some shreddingly awesome rock songs. Look up Royal Blood. They'll they'll Royal they'll, Blood. They will do you good. So check them out. I will. Uh, I think that that pretty much covers all kind of the whimsical, lighthearted 2014 stuff. Mm. And since as we started the show, we said we're not talking about news and current events because nobody we're not we're mm. not we're not qualified to have no, an no, opinion no. on that. But since we've changed that, let's go ahead and actually just kind of recap. Some of the big points of this we've year. We've clearly decided we are totally going to talk about those. Absolutely, racism still a thing, right? Seems to be. Yeah, I have to say that uh, that based on Ferguson, I would say not racism there. Well, yeah, there's still racial tensions, but that that yeah. one that one issue we talked about this on our Ferguson episode. Right. That one issue, and we won't go into in depth on it here because sure, it's it, not we have a whole topic. podcast dedicated to it. But but yeah, in 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 that we're on the record for saying. The evidence suggests that in that case, the officer acted accordingly. However, sure. since then, yikes! Yeah, it's been Boy, rough. It's a mess. It is. It has been. It has been a mess. Uh, I have to say that uh, it definitely does appear that being black in America is still tricky. I know. I'm still trying to get it figured out. I can't. It's rough for me. I. You know what? I had the hardest thing. I read a lot of articles on white privilege this year because I don't want to believe I have white privilege, but some of these articles were pretty persuasive to make me realize that, well, I may not be actively like participating in it. <laughs> believe me, I have not taken advantage of it as much as I should. But, <laughs> um, some of it does exist. I mean, and it's certainly I wouldn't say it's white people's fault or black people's fault or anybody's fault. It's just a thing, you know. Mm. So. And I think when you realize those things are out there, you got to admit, yeah, it seems that racism is still a thing. I don't think we're over it yet. Right. Which which is sad because, you know, it, it, on a personal level, if you do tend to go through your life trying trying not to contribute to the racism culture, mm. and then you find out that, you know, it's... 
again, I don't want to. Uh, this, this to me, I feel like I feel like we're possibly coming off to our listeners right now as as if we're completely naive and idiotic and like, oh, <laughs> right. why is everybody complaining? I don't the understand. What about it. We we get we do get that there have always been problems and there right. probably sadly will always be problems, and we're not trying to downplay it. We're just saying, it is in your own personal life if you try not to let that be a part of your life, it it is a little it is a little. Uh, I guess a culture shock, really, when you mm. see that in your own world, even that you thought was a little cleaner than it is, there's still a lot of. Uh, I'm not going to lie. In 2008, I thought we elected a black guy. We're done. We won. Yay! Racism's <laughs> over. Hurrah! <laughs> and it has not proven to be true. But uh, not so much. So we need to elect a blacker guy. That's the yeah. answer. Yeah. Let's did, get just Samuel L. Jackson. In yeah, Samuel L. Jackson for president in 20, 2016. I, I I'm for it. Go for it. But yes, it appears. Racism is not so great. And uh, talking about the cops that since then, the things that have come out mm. with a little bit of itchy trigger fingers when they didn't need to be Some, maybe. Uh, shooting going on there for Some sure. Shooting going on. Shooting seems to be in another 2014 staple. There were a lot of and none of them, thank God, were really huge shootings. Mm. But there were a lot of just shoot, guys with a gun showing up where killing a few people and uh, causing tragedies. It was weird. Yep. And again, um, again, we're. We're moving past the issue of cops right now. We're talking just in society in right, general. Right, yeah. Just, We've just had guys with guns running yeah. crazy. Uh, I mean, that seems to be a thing that keeps happening, and you're just like, man, is that is that ever going to go away? Can that just stop? Chris Rock's bullet thing needs to come back. His uh, his idea to make bullets $50,000 each. Maybe they're, that'll be the answer. I don't they're know. They're getting there, man. I guess, Ammo yeah. Ammo is expensive. Maybe that's where they're headed. That's the plan is to try and make them worth 50000 each. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, gas prices came down this year. They did. I was at the pump and I paid two fifty for gas. I thought I nice. was speaking of the late nineties. Is this the late nineties? Actually, my my family back in Illinois told me that it was right. Around, I want to say two twenty something. Holy cow! Right? Wow! I know. It's amazing. I like that we're so pumped that we can like about this. Like to be honest, late nineties. I don't remember how much gas was, but I remember being like less than a dollar fifty. But uh. I remember, yeah, for me when I started driving, it was it was in like the dollar eighty range. Yeah, and going and going up from there. And, and people were like, "It'll never get over two dollars." Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go back in time and be like, "Guys, it's it was over four dollars for a while." Oh yeah, it was clo- it was actually in some parts of the country. I think it, I think it did break five. Yeah, it was it was pretty terrifying. So I'm glad gas is down. That's yeah, uh, that is a good thing. It's not yeah. not great for Russia. It sounds like. No, uh, Russia is one of their main exports is gas. So now their oil. That now that the oil prices are down, it's really kind of the uh their their currency is shot through the roof as far as or gone gone through the cellar more accurately <laughs> you can now it's like uh one us dollar to 70 rubles or something for a while there it's ugly it's ugly and uh putin is uh doing what he can to try and rally the troops to so to, to speak so to speak hopefully, hopefully that's not just a yeah. metaphor because uh, also he invaded ukraine this year yes or, I mean, or may not have, depending on who you're believing or how that's going. <laughs> so that also was a story in in 20, 2014 was uh, the whole Ukraine mess, which is still going on. A lot of a lot of tense issues outside of our country, actually. Mm. I mean, it's just ISIS or yep. ISIL or whatever, ISIL or whatever they, they are. Yeah, they're a pain in the butt. Right. Can't wait to see them gone. Although, a little call back to one of our previous episodes. Thanks to your favorite and mine, the Peshmerga Kurd army, mm-hmm. or Peshmerga. Peshmerga, Peshmerga, however you say them, yeah. The Kurd army. The sensational Kurd army has, uh, has, yeah, they've uh, they've stopped the advance pretty well. Um, yeah, so, you know what? I'm going to give an award. Uh, my award for 
most kick-ass group of people this year goes to the Peshmerga Army. <laughs> they win the uh, Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors Best Group of People of the Year Award in my book. Like a Pulitzer, like a like a Peace Prize or something? Oh, yeah. No, it's better than the Pulitzer. Okay. For uh, their heroic efforts to force back ISIL. Good job, guys and Good gals. Good job, guys. You win our award. Expect it in the mail sometime in the next 20 years. Speaking of people coming together for positive positive impacts, mm-hmm. I think a big thing that we, you know, that... It, and in a in a in an almost negative way, it was it was so trendy that people have forgotten about it by now. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But while it was here for those for those few weeks to a month or however long it lasted, it did a lot of good. The uh, ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Oh yeah, which that everyone has apparently taken because it went away now. It so went I'm away. Assuming everyone has done it. We're done. Yay! Yeah. But you know, for love it or hate it, there was a lot of people that there was there was a there was the bandwagon to jump on and do it. We mm. even did a couple. Yep. Uh, and then there was also the bandwagoners to jump on and hate on it because, as T. Swifty says, hate is going to hate, 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 yeah. But it really did for, for no matter how trendy or stupid you may have thought it was, it really did a lot of good. It raised a lot of awareness Tons and, more of importantly, money. a lot of money. Now, money, money to help the ALS um, research. So, yeah. No, it was a definite positive for the year, I think. Something else that was kind of cool, I thought, hmm. landed some shit on a comet. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a pretty big day that's for like, us as the people. That's like Earth. going. That's like going beyond the furthest point. That's like if, like if, like, like if you could go to infinity, and beyond. Wow, yeah. I really, you wow. know, as long as we're going with movie references, I'm glad Michael Bay is a prophet because he totally predicted we were going to land on the moon. I mean, I got a comet with his Armageddon movie. So sweet, thanks, Michael Bay. Right. Next up, we're going to have giant robots that fight each other. Other than Michael Bay, mm. any other big stuff? Or any let's let's stick with positive. I think at this point, any other any other happy things? Any other awards to give out for yeah. the year? I yeah. will give out uh, most pimp ass mother uh, ever. <laughs> I self editing there. Well, thank you. I appreciate this honor. Uh, no. What? Not for you. Oh, Got to go to Pope Francis. Oh yeah. Pope Francis standing up for the poor, saying, "Hey, poor people. Hey, hey, countries of the world with lots of money, stop taking all the money. Let some poor people have some." I think that's a message we can all hear. He had a lot of good messages. A lot of good. Hey, and not hey. just this year, but I mean, previous year as well. Yeah, he's been he's been rocking it. Who am I to judge about gay people? Just said, who am I to judge? Yeah, didn't really uh, come out for it or against it, but you know what? Did a lot more than any other pope in the history of the world has ever right. done for gay people. I so. think just getting out of the way is more than any Catholic figure I think has ever done. Yeah. Oh yeah. And no, he's had a lot of a lot of good things to say. I've actually have. I've had conversations, I think, with you about this. I, I don't know, but my my thought on it is, initially, I actually was raised in a Catholic household for mm. the first, very you know, short like like four until I was like five or six or so. And then, of course, the gypsies stole you. Then the gypsies that, stole me uh, and sold you to your parents. that yes. you know now. Yes, yeah. it was a Catholic upbringing for the first uh, for the first five or six years of my life, and then and then you know went slightly away from that because it was. I don't want to offend anybody. I'm just so I'm just going to say crazy is the word that comes to mind. Right. <laughs> but I think that the Pope has done a lot in the last year and two to really downshift the crazy perception that Catholicism had kind of started to work itself into. Yep. Because it's... I, I'm i all for... like You know, we've talked about this. I have I have my set of beliefs, mm. a, and and more importantly than anything is how they, they, how they... I feel they should teach us to live our lives and treat people never been a big fan of organized religion because organized religions seem to be where you get the most judgment and hate. They do seem to be treating people pretty awful sometimes. Right. So, 
yeah, I say kudos, go Pope, because I think he, you know, there's massive steps taken to say, look, one of, at least in our country, one of the largest governing uh, organized religions, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's being led by a guy who's saying, maybe, you know, maybe people can be people. And Stop smacking little kids' schmeckles around. There you go. It came out clearly, finally. Yes. The Catholic Church for a long time has been like, oh, well, you know, priests, they, they touch kids, but it's not a bad And the Pope finally was just like, no, it's bad. Stop trying, no. There's no, no, just bad. I yep. was like, thank you, Pope. It's time that that got said. So it's upgrade your Pope mobile to a pimp mobile and uh, roll strong, sir, because you're doing quite well. Yeah. I think that the biggest, probably most important contribution or positive impacting thing that happened in 2014 i think renewable energy what's that renewable energy no 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 almost um no it was actually final hour with the west coast neighbors debuted and it's been going strong oh if i could think of one thing that has changed the world the most right well at least hollywood right at least hollywood and we're reshape the landscape we're gonna go global from there probably but no we it's it's been a pretty fun half of a year so far yeah, we've we've uh, less than half a year of uh, podcasts, and uh, I don't know if that terrifies or excites you as a human being, but either way, uh, it is a fact, and yep. uh, this is the last one of 2014, isn't it? This is the last one of 2014. We'll be back. We'll be back next year. Yes, we'll see you in 2015. But before before we wrapped up, I just I did want to I uh, touched on it briefly at the beginning, but I, I I think I hopefully speak for you when I say. To all of our listeners out there, we really do want to thank you guys. And for those of you that have taken the time to to, to reach out to us, whether it's through email mm. or Twitter, on Facebook. That one like that. guy that Instagrammed a picture of a middle finger to us. Thanks yeah, for that one. That was great. We appreciate that one. Thanks. <laughs> but, you know, it is appreciated. We do this for fun. We, we mm. have a good time just shooting the shit and kind of getting getting some stuff off our chest and just kind of bullshitting for a while. It's a good studio to come to and just hang out naked. It is. It is great. Great view. I, I, and to talk to some nice folks that hopefully listen. I also think it was nice of you to put that sticky note on the chair to let other people know that come in after us that your naked ass has been on that chair. It's just, that's courteous. Oh, I forgot that last week. Oops. Ooh. Ah, well. Hopefully the janitor got to it. Yeah, we'll see. But we do want to thank you guys for listening. If you haven't already told everyone you know, tell your friends and family. If you're digging the show, don't keep it a secret. Let people know about it. Share if the you, word. If you have friends that live in lonely places like rural Illinois or something <laughs> or rural middle America and they need to ha- just have a voice in the house, tell them to put us on. We talk for a long time. We really do. We if call, they want we some unedited versions. We've never made it to, even with even with our editors working on this thing, we've never really made it to an hour, I don't think, since we started. Yeah, it's been longer. I mean, if you want some unedited episodes, we can send them to you and you can oh, just uh, poor have bastards. Yeah, four or five hours worth of conversation there. And again, feel free to reach out to us. We're on Twitter at dneighborsband. You can email us at downstairsneighborsband at gmail.com. Visit us on our website. That's dryrunproductions.net slash final hour. Also, I think Facebook is facebook.com slash downstairsneighbors. Yeah, and that one has that uh, picture on it. Yes. Of that lady. It does. From that one time. <laughs> With a thing. And then there's also the picture of Hugh Jackman naked. Oh, I put that up without you knowing. Sorry. <laughs> He awesome. agreed to it. Totally, he agreed to it. I was hanging out, and I'm like, hey, Hugh. And he was like, hey. And he was like, hey, let's get naked and take pictures. And he was like, can we post them on Facebook? And I said, I'm sorry. He can said, we? He, sa- he said, can we post them on Facebook? And I said, Hugh, bet we can, buddy. And so, yeah, <laughs> they're out there. 
Well, and also, in case you didn't notice, we do s- currently still have this Super Bowl shuffle going on in our cover photo there. We do. Because I won the CMA thing. Good job. Yeah. We got some award shows coming up next year we're going to have to tackle. Oh, yeah. So it's going to, 2015 is going to start big. Mm-hmm. Oscars, Grammys, Golden Globes, probably some other awards <laughs> that I don't know about. Tonys, do they, when do they happen? They'll happen at some point. Yeah. The year, I'm sure. At some point in the year. Yeah. Happen. So anyway, you got a lot to look forward to or avoid, whichever, depends yeah. on how your, how your slant goes. But again, we want to thank you for listening. Thank you so much. And for the remainder of your holiday season, we hope you guys have a happy, fun, safe time. We will catch you in 2015. This has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. And I'm the ghost of the Christmas Futures. This has been a Dry Run production.